is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Yeah, it's Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. You know, I uh, I should be in a good mood. You know, it is Friday. It's weekend time. Great game last night. But guys, big I'm, fantasy week ahead. Yeah, big, huge fantasy week ahead. I'm so mad at Mike McCarthy. I'm just so mad. I can't even imagine how a Packers fan would feel right now. What a terrible and obvious mistake he made. You have to go for it, right? You're talking about the fourth and two at the end of the game. Obviously. Yeah. Of course you have to go of for it. Of course you have to go for it. Well, no, you, you gotta, you gotta look at the strengths of your team. And when you're a Green Bay Packers team that has Aaron Rodgers and the defense they have, obviously you want to trust your defense to win the yeah, game, not exactly. your quarterback. Oh, and your defense that is missing like several key players, including two defensive linemen who got hurt at one point in that game, Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. I, I just, oh, we, did so, you hear his explanation after the game? Yes, the the math made sense. The numbers, the numbers. Ridiculous. He went with the numbers. Well, the number is zero. That's the number of playoff games they're going to play this year. And the, yeah, he's gone. I mean, I'm, right? Like he's gone. I can't yes. imagine he's back. Sh- he should be. They could make a run. You never. He know. will be Cleveland's next head coach. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's either Ty Montgomery or or uh, Mike McCarthy. Taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands in late situations where he could win the game. It's disappointing. Uh, we have got a good show for you today. Are you going to be willing to start Peyton Barber or Doug Martin in great matchups this week? We'll tell you where we rank them. We're going to try to make a bet on the air. I've got a player who has an absolutely amazing schedule coming up that I was not aware about until yesterday. Not aware of. Uh, news and notes, and let's start with Seattle 27, Green Bay 24. First of all, Packers didn't have the ball much. Uh, Green Bay had it for 25 minutes and 42 seconds. Seattle for 34 minutes and 18 seconds. A lot of injuries for the Packers. Jimmy Graham left with a thumb injury. Just mentioned those two defensive linemen, uh, Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. They left with injuries. Bashad Breeland left with an in- injury, and they were already without Kentrell Bryce, Kevin King, and Nick Perry and Randall Cobb. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, guys. He scored 25 fantasy points. What is your outlook for Aaron Rodgers' rest of season? It's going to be great. It's Aaron Rodgers, and it's the Packers' defense that's falling apart. So he's going to play from behind a decent amount of the time. Yeah, he's I, I he's not quite Aaron Rodgers in this situation, but he's a mid-range number one quarterback, and you're starting him pretty much every week. When you say he's not Aaron Rodgers, you mean he's not? Actually, I'm going to take that back. He is still Aaron Rodgers. The NFL's not the same. It's like in that you don't think he's going to have very many 30 point games. Is that kind of what I'm? I don't think he's going hearing? to be the best quarterback in fantasy football. I don't think he's going to be a top three quarterback in fantasy okay. football. Okay, that's fair to say. Well, he's he is playing really well. I mean, he has something like 19 touchdowns and one or two interceptions this year. Off the top of my head, and uh, at Minnesota and Arizona in his next two games, not exactly great matchups for quarterbacks. No, but and he's at Chicago two weeks after that Cardinals game. Yeah, I, it usually doesn't matter with Aaron Rodgers, but they, I mean, it's Devontae Adams, and then who else? I mean, Valdez Scantling was a huge disappointment. He got a lot out of Aaron Jones in the running game, and Jones was started in ninety four percent of leagues, and he had a big game with well, hundred yards the, and two touchdowns. The key was that Aaron Jones did almost nothing in the running game. Their, their run game was awful last night. They had 40 yards. After the first drive, yeah, after they've recovered the fumble. I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones had 11 carries for 40 yards. That has bust written all over it. Isn't, isn't that why they did nothing, though, is that they, they didn't lean on him? They didn't give him much work in the run game? Well, they, he wasn't very good on a per-carry basis. No, but that's like that the first bad, time though. this year that he's been like that. And his whole game is once he gets into a rhythm – He's hard to stop. He's averaging five, six yards per carry. Right, but like. it's normally been on eleven carries per game. I and think it's been a little higher than that, at least. And they should have they should have kept feeding him when they had the lead, and they should and have, even when they yes. were you know nip but, and tuck in the fourth. But what I was what I was leading up to was <clears throat> for the first time ever, it didn't matter because he was awesome in the passing game. Yeah. Right. 
and, and he had totals he, and reception. He had 14 and 15 carries the two previous games. So I and look, they like I said, they got kind of time of possession here. They had ball for about less for less than 26 minutes. So that's what Seattle wants to do with you. I don't see how you come out of this game discouraged by Aaron Jones, right? Not at all. Right. No, uh, encouraged that he, he made himself more game script proof. Perfect. Yeah, okay. For sure. Number one fantasy running back rest of the season. Well, what about MVS? Are we going to drop him? 95% owned. Not yet, but don't play him next week. He's, I, I, I think he's miscast in the slot. The okay. fact that they're putting him there and not letting him run deeper routes is a big problem. Well, maybe they should try ESB in the slot because he certainly doesn't know what he's doing. Not at all. Current <laughs> not at all. It's awful. Yeah. Well, now that Scantling should be bounced outside. I don't mind if you line him up all over the place, but keeping him strictly in the slot and having him run short routes and then get ignored by Aaron Rodgers, he was open a bunch. That, that That's something that frustrates me as someone who started MBS in an important league last night. Valdez Scantling was started in 65% of leagues, but to your point then, do you think that he gets better when Randall Cobb is healthy? That Cobb plays yes. a slot? They move sure, okay. sure. Alright, cool. If the Packers do what we're hoping they do. Who would you rather have rest of season, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Rodgers. Still Rodgers. Rodgers. But Wilson's been great. Yes, he has been great. 22 fantasy points last night. I don't know where these guys are going to finish. I mean... Wilson might be borderline top 12 this week with 22 points and six point per passing touchdown. Oh, leads. he will be. There's six teams on a bye. That's true, but a lot of crappy quarterbacks. So, um, but yeah, probably. I'm going to guess that he finishes 13th. Is that where you had him ranked? I'll say he finishes 10th. I had him 14th. <laughs> I think Jamie probably had him 10. I think I had him 8. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Rashad Penny, cause after that first run where he juked like four guys, had a huge gain. This guy's really good. They're going to feature him a lot. But Chris Carson did well, too. Mike Davis, they're all doing well. They have arguably the best running game in the NFL. Your take on the uh, on the Seattle running backs the rest of the season. Well, Penny, Jamie. Penny tweaked his ankle a little bit on that run. And I wonder if that impacted how they were planning on using him the rest of the way. So so what do you think overall with these three guys, Carson, Davis, Penny? It's still Carson. It's Carson. This was this was a bad result for Penny, I think, with them winning because yeah. they're going to keep their false hopes for the playoffs alive for a few more weeks. They could be a wild card team. They could be. I don't know. Next, next which. week is next week is a huge game at Carolina with yeah, five I, losses. Every game. I, I don't game. think they have much of a chance at all at Carolina. What? Yeah, they could. They could. Yes, if they get a surprise to Carolina, they're Carol- basically the same team. <laughs> they want to dominate the possession. Yeah. They want to, you know. Limit what the other team does. Yeah, they have a great chance. Both of them struggling against the pass. Yeah, they they could they yeah. can win. Um, but wait, what's that stat I tweeted about Thomas Davis? Uh, anyway, with Thomas Davis, it was a healthy, great stat. It was right. The Panthers are allowing about a yard less per carry than they Your were. Favorite yards per carry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, it, com- it combined everything like yards per carry and defense matters and Thomas <laughs> Davis and it was, it was really good. I wish I had a Sean Lee stat that was comparable, but I don't. So, uh, Doug Baldwin, you know, it's funny. Doug Baldwin, final numbers, seven catches for 52 yards. It's a pretty low average on 10 targets. He did catch a touchdown. He should have had two. I thought he looked great. I was really encouraged by Baldwin. How about you guys? I felt really good because I said on all of our HQ program yesterday he was going to score a touchdown. Mmm, nice. He, and I've been poo-pooing on Doug Baldwin since July. And he, he did look good. And he really, you're right. He, he had like three opportunities for a touchdown before he actually caught a touchdown. Can we just so throw clearly the ball to Tyler Lockett more? Well, I mean, that would be nice too, but I think, I think the fact that Doug Baldwin is as involved, 10 targets, is that a season high? Yep. Yeah. That tells you what you need to know about where he's at in his recovery and he's back. He's back to being an important part in fantasy. So you think that he was not quite healthy up until this game, and now he's 100%. Well, and then he announced it before this game. He He said said it himself. Listen, anytime a player comes out before the season and starts talking about how they're not 100%, that's them building in their excuse before the season starts. And then he came out this week and said, you know what, I'm feeling great. And he looked great. And he actually didn't look too bad last week either. Okay, so Doug Baldwin said that last week was the first week that he felt healthy. So that's mm-hmm. two healthy games for Doug Baldwin, and in those two games, uh, not a lot of yards. He had uh, 52 yesterday and 39 the game before, so it's not that encouraging, but he just looked better yesterday and could have had a few touchdowns. Russell Wilson was really off in the first half. Uh, Lockett didn't do anything to uh, lower his ownership percentage, five catches for 71 yards. 
and Ed Dixon caught a touchdown. Uh, pick a tight end each week for the for the uh, Seahawks. He'll have Better one yet, catch. Don't. Yeah, he'll have one catch for a touchdown. <laughs> and that's the uh, 27-24 Seattle over Green Bay. Got to promote the awesome podcast about the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's called The Season 2008 Steelers. Week by week, we release a new episode. Bryant McFadden is hosting it, and he brings on this week he has Heinz Ward. Dick LeBeau is coming up at some point um, and takes you all the way through their Super Bowl run. It's really, really fun stuff, so check it out. The Season 2008 Steelers. If you want to see any of our podcasts, go to cbssports.com slash podcast. I feel like this is not the injuriest week. You guys feel that? No, it, it's funny you say that because I got asked on a radio show yesterday, um, what's the big injuries we're following this week? And I was like totally stumped. Like, um, I don't think there really I think is it's one. Right? Uh, Which it, is good. It might be Joe Mixon now. Could be Joe Mixon, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, you know, just with what that means for the rest of the Ravens. But it's not, uh, it's not about Marvin Jones, I guess. Yeah. So, so let's go through it. So RG3 was the only Baltimore quarterback to practice yesterday. Lamar Jackson has a stomach issue. Flacco with a hip issue. Can you give me your thoughts on, on specifically, I guess, John Brown and what you, who you want to see under center for him? For John Brown? Yeah. Joe Flacco. Agreed. And if Flacco doesn't play, we sit Brown? I mean, you might want to sit Brown anyway because he hasn't been playing well with Flacco. And now you're either going to put in RG3, who is not consistent at all, or Lamar Jackson, who is a humongous question mark, uh, against a healthy Cincinnati secondary. All their top three corners are going to play. So it's, it's too risky. It, I wouldn't want to do it unless I just had no better choice. I started Valdez Scantling over Brown yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and guess and I hate the results. better than. Yeah, sure. I hate the results, but I don't regret it <laughs> yeah. because I thought that Scantling would be more involved. But that was a decision that I made. I guess the big news item is that Patrick Mahomes uh, puts ketchup on his steak and his mac and cheese. It's uh, really ridiculous. Just What's so ridiculous about it? It's ridiculous. Why? Okay. A good steak does not require any sauce, first of all. And mac That's and correct. cheese? Mac and cheese does not require sauce. It is sauce. The, ch- the cheese is the sauce. It's... What you have to understand is that like putting ketchup on steak is a thing that kids do, and he's basically still yeah, a kid. He is kind of a kid. Uh, a lot of people put ketchup on anything, and they just right. they, they just like that taste. And I've put ketchup put on mac and cheese. I've never done that. I've 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 used ketchup on grilled cheese. That's probably great. That's a great idea. All right, it's becoming more likely, according to Adam Schefter, that AJ Green is out until December. Ugh. Adam Thielen was limited in practice. We still expect him to go. James Conner practiced in full, but he is in the concussion protocols still. Is there any doubt in your mind that Conner? Uh, does not get clear, or do you think Connor plays? <laughs> I think Connor. Are plays. you in the concussion yeah. protocol, Adam? Yeah, apparently. Uh, Keenan Allen was limited with hip and finger issues. We're going to do a mailbag show uh, late today, so we'll have all the updated injuries. But I don't think we expect Keenan Allen to sit. Matt Bryant practiced in full. Atlanta's kicker, so he should be back. Chris Godwin missed practice, and Godwin has a chance of missing this game, right? Sounds like it. Yes. Okay. So would that make Adam Humphreys interesting for you? Deeper leagues. Um, I, I think it just puts, this is going to sound kind of silly, but it's going to put Evans and Deshaun on the field all the time versus most of the time because they never really used Godwin heavy in the slot to begin with or anywhere else. Okay. And, uh, Joe Mixon was limited with a knee injury. So what do you, what's your th- th- thoughts here? The stuff that I like. Joe Mixon was limited with a knee injury. doesn't scare me too much. The tweets that I was reading from people that were in Cincinnati scared me just a little bit more. Sounds like he wasn't there for the open portion of media practice, and he was in the training room after practice. I'll be very, very interested to see what his involvement is today. All right, and we know what happens. Giovanni Bernard becomes a must-start, right? Yep, pretty much. Whenever Mixon's out. And Marvin Jones missed practice, so we're still assuming that Marvin Jones does not play. And Am I missing anything, fellas? No, and you know what? That's a lot of names. Maybe this injury report isn't so light after all. It's lighter than usual. Compared to usual, it's yeah, extremely light. It really is. Uh, and maybe usually we have a lot of guys that I say are on the injury report and they play anyway, and we know it. 
but maybe we're just I'm just not doing that this week. I don't know. But one thing I am doing this week is playing on FanDuel, of course. And Heat's going to have like 100 lineups on FanDuel. I'm going to have like two or three, you know, to each his own, to each her own. But what I want you to do is go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and play an hour contest. It's only $5, and you can win up to $500. About 240 people are going to win some money in this contest that's got roughly 1,200 people in it. So FanDuel.com slash FFT. I love FanDuel because I'm playing against my friends. I get to pick guys that I like this week that I don't have on my seasonal teams. Um, I get to, you know, get Todd Gurley anytime I want. I think Ezekiel Elliott is a must-own in FanDuel. I know he's going to be expensive, but my goodness, running backs that get the work, they destroy the Falcons. Uh, so those are the types of things you can take into FanDuel, and you can get basically superstar teams. I mean, you, your teams are absolutely loaded. FanDuel.com slash FFT to join our contest and to get a $5 bonus when you make your first deposit. If you haven't tried FanDuel, you still got plenty of time. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and get a $5 bonus. It's for new users only, and the bonus is not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. For full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. Just a couple stats that caught my eye. In case you weren't aware, Matt Ryan is on pace for 5,360 passing yards. That would be the third most in NFL history. And Drew Brees has 21 touchdowns to one interception. Uh, that's just fun stuff for you. Tell your, tell your friends. Awesome schedule alert. How about this schedule coming up for Amari Cooper? His, I'm just going to tell you where his next, well, where his remaining opponents rank against wide receivers out of 32 teams. 30th, 26th, 32nd, 27th, 9th, 31st, and then in week 17th, week 17, 5th against the Giants. Amari Cooper set up for a really nice finish. There you go. And that brings us to, let's make a bet. Alright, I don't know what uh, brought this on in me, but I noticed that all three of you have Dak Prescott 16th in your quarterback rankings. Not anymore? No, never. Yes, yes, I was looking at it yesterday, I refreshed, it, absolutely 16th. No? Yes, where, where do you have him? 15. <laughs> no, you changed it. You no? Ch- yes, liar. Alright, fine, well the bet still stands. If Dak Prescott finishes as the number 16 quarterback this week in six point per passing touchdown leagues, exactly 16th, I, I said on Twitter, Adam will have to blank. So, did you enjoy the responses? They were funny, right? You referred to yourself in third person, huh? I did, yes. Dave doesn't like that. Okay. Well, here's what some people said. Eat a Butterfinger whole. Eat tacos with vanilla yogurt instead of Greek yogurt. Admit Eli is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Drop Marlon Mack. Retire. Eat an, eat a, an entire container of Bean Boozle in one sitting while recording an episode. Wear a Dak Prescott jersey. Wear a Dak Prescott jersey to the Giants-Cowboys game in Week 17. Dave Richards said, shave one eyebrow. Brett Mason replied, he already has only one eyebrow. Uh, get a gotta-go-buy tattoo. Drink a craft beer of Heath's choosing while eating Sbarro pizza. Nah. Poop his pants. Watch only the Cardinals-Raiders game in the 4 p.m. slot this week. Wear your Giants onesie for one full week of podcasting with photos sent out each day to confirm. And finally, shower. I have to shower if Dak Prescott. Which one are you choosing? Um, I vote for the gotta go buy tattoo. Yeah, some of them. I, are good. I vote for the. Be- I want to <laughs> see you drink a full craft beer. I'm more likely to poop my pants than drink a craft beer. Um, I think the Giants onesie for a week, the Butterfinger hole, or the tacos with vanilla yogurt instead of Greek yogurt. That's like this. What about awesome. what about wearing a Dak jersey to the Cowboys Giants game? Well, then I ha- who's gonna buy me the ticket to the game? Seeking. They're going to be well, – first of all, you can go to SeatGeek and get one. That's true. It sounds like you're going to choose one of the uh, easier options to accomplish. And so if you're going to do that, I think since we all have them at 16, we have set the over-under at 16, I you should pick 50. which – you should pick which side. It, you have to go over or under. Oh, over. So he's going to be better than 16? Yeah, 100%. So if he's 16th or worse, you have to do it. If he's 15th or better, you don't. Not right. if he's exactly 16th. Like, that's ridiculous. Okay, fine. So I think if it's, if he's better than 16, we get to choose. If he's worse than 16. No, you're so evil. Why am I evil? I think, I think if he finishes exactly 16th, then we get to choose. I just want you to know that for me, eating a whole Butterfinger is really, really bad. Like, I 
that candy is the devil's candy. It is dreadful. Um, so I, I will settle on the eating a whole Butterfinger thing as long as we can stipulate that you get no liquid to drink while you're eating it. <laughs> fine. And you have to wear the onesie. <laughs> fine, that's fine. So and wash it down with a craft beer. That's if he's worse than 16th? Do they make craft non-alcoholic beers? Worse. 16 you're or worse. He'll be better. He'll be top 15 for sure. I agree. Uh, All right, here's uh, the startometer for uh, the later games. Zero zero to ten on the startometer. David Johnson against Oakland. Eleven. Fifty. Breaking the startometer. Larry Fitzgerald against Oakland. Six. Uh, Nine in PPR, six in none. Six. Oakland, I'll just tell you real quick. They allow the most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. But they really just don't get thrown on a lot, and they give up a lot of good games, but very few great games to wide receivers. Uh, same game, Doug Martin at Arizona. Five, six, five. Jalen Richard at Arizona, own PPR only. Seven, seven, six. Who would you start in PPR, Martin or Richard? Richard, Richard. Really? All right, uh, Jared Cook at Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, seven. They're, they're very good against uh, tight ends. Negative three. A seven Heath. A p- he'll be better than Jimmy Graham. <laughs> he'll be better. That's true. He'll be better than Jimmy Graham. Does he, he get more than, than so. more than more than fifty <laughs> yards? What? More than fifty yards? He will either get more than fifty yards or a touchdown. Okay. And if he doesn't, think, are you going to think eat a butterfinger hole? I wouldn't wish that he, on, on him. This is actually one of the only opinions Adam has ever expressed on the podcast that I agree with. <laughs> it's um, so bad. What's that? It's so bad. I just don't understand. It's like every other candy that combines chocolate and peanut butter is among the best candy. And then there's Butterfinger. Keith, what's your least favorite candy? I mean, I'm not a big candy guy, but probably Butterfinger. Oh, okay. All right. If he doesn't do it, will you have a Butterfinger? If he doesn't Without score at least six, at least six fantasy points? At least five. You said 50 yards or a touchdown. That's right. At least five? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Heath's on. He's got a Butterfinger bet too. Okay. That's Jared We'll find Cook. one for Jamie and we'll find one for me. Although I, eating a Butterfinger is like, you know, a regular day for me. Mark Ingram against Philadelphia, startometer. Oh, I like him a lot. Eight. Yeah, seven, eight. Seventy-eight? Nine. The Eagles, I hope this helps Mark Ingram. It probably helps Kamara. The Eagles have given up, I think, six or more catches to a running back in four straight games. Golden Tate at New Orleans. This should be an eight, but because it's a question mark about how much work he'll have, it's more like a four. One. Zero. And finally, Sterling Shepard against Tampa Bay. Seven. Seven. Six. All right. Let's beat the waiver wire, and then we'll get into our six NFC home games. If you're looking for... Monday night or Sunday night, we previewed those on yesterday's show. Uh, quarterbacks for next week, you know, Dak Prescott Thursday against Washington. There are three Thanksgiving games. Thanksgiving quite early this year. Uh, yeah, so Prescott's, I, I don't really have a great one, but, but Prescott's 73% owned. Baker Mayfield 61% owned at Cincinnati. Nick Mullins at Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I don't know. If somebody drops Matthew Stafford, he he's usually amazing on Thanksgiving. You'll have the Bears. So I, I think Mayfield's going to be a popular. It worked one. out well for Stafford the last time he faced the Bears. What was it? Uh, he had 18 points, and he was sacked six times. He also has 18 points, two straight Thanksgiving games, both of them against the Vikings. Before that, yeah, he not was giving him easy matchups. A monster. Okay. Um. I, this wasn't a, to be honest, just not a great beat the waiver wire week, but Josh Adams against the Giants could be. Elijah nice. McGuire. There you go. Elijah McGuire. I think it's a really important time. There, there are only, I think, two teams on by next week, right? And then we're done? Yeah, but they're good teams. They're Rams and Raiders, or <laughs> Rams and. I said uh, good teams. Sorry, Rams and Chiefs. Get the, get your handcuffs. If you've got a, you know, wasted roster space, somebody you don't really care about, Handcuff your top running back. But I think that's that that's a separate conversation because some handcuffs aren't worth having. Who do we handcuff then? I like Malcolm Brown behind Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Malcolm Brown behind Todd Gurley. I know they have John yeah, no. Kelly there too, but I would imagine that'll be him. Has he been active at all this season? Kelly has not been active at all. They've been saving him. <clears throat> They're saving him for when Todd Gurley goes down. Week 17. 
John Kelly will be on five. All right, let's let's uh, speed it up. So John Kelly, or Eckler me, for Parker Melvin Brown. Gordon. Although Parker you Brown. probably have to trade for him, we talked about that. Get Spencer Jaylen Ware, Jalen Samuels for James Conner is a really good one. Chase Edmonds. I, I was took the words right out of my mouth. Chase Edmonds is a very good one. You said Spencer Ware. Uh, that's a big one, obviously. At Geo, no. Yeah, Geo if he's available. Um, and anything Rod for Zeke? Smith. Yeah, Rod, Rod Smith. Smith for Ezekiel Elliott is a good one. Geo's only owned at 53% of the league. Wow. Oh, wow. Pick up Geo right now. Uh, I like Danny Amendola, 32% owned at Indianapolis next week. Might not be bad. I like him a lot. Um, take a look maybe at a Baltimore wide receiver. They're facing Oakland next week. Marquise Goodwin is 64% owned. He's at Tampa Bay. What was really hard was finding DSTs. The best I came up with was the, the Browns at the Bengals. No, that's not a bad one. Not bad. The, I have the Colts against the Dolphins, but the Colts DST is so bad, and they've had good matchups lately, and they've done nothing with them. So I think the Browns DST, if you're looking to get ahead, and look, you could the playoffs could be on the line for you the next couple of weeks. So take this seriously. You might want to pick up the Browns DST, um, and stream them. And uh, all right, Houston's at Washington. Let's do this. Ah, Deshaun Watson. Right around 12th to 14th for you guys. How do you feel about him in this matchup, Deshaun Watson at Washington? It's an interesting matchup because the Washington defense has obviously been very good. The way to beat them is through the air. But we don't really know what the Houston game plan is going to be. We don't know exactly which receivers he's going to have. He's in that category of guys that I'm probably just starting, but I would bench him for Eli. Rank these three I would guys. I for Eli as well. And uh, Mariota. Okay. Rank these three guys. Trubisky, Watson, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, Watson, Trubisky. Watson, Roethlisberger, Trubisky. What they said. We they said, different they said different things. No, you didn't. <laughs> I thought you did. Roethlisberger, Watson, Trubisky. I said Watson, Roethlisberger, Trubisky. I must, I'm sorry. Okay. I well, thought you said Roethlisberger. Those are my three quarterbacks in IDP. So Heath, I'm going with you. I'm starting Watson. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Lamar Miller, starter sit. Sit. Sit if you can. This is a tough matchup for him. Yeah. Th- these guys don't do anything in the passing game, but the Redskins have allowed five or more catches and 58 or more receiving yards to a running back in three straight games. Well, they do do something in the passing game. Alfred Blue once had an eight-catch game. He t- <laughs> That was without Miller healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just – like, how, how does Alfred Blue get – the more carries are basically the same amount of carries as oh he did have more than than Miller last week that was so stupid. he had more touches than Miller in their last game fifteen to fourteen yeah it's so cool. he had more carries and more touches I don't know how that happens all right so they don't like Lamar Miller who's they your don't. who's your favorite running back in this game Adrian Peterson John Riggins <laughs> uh none right let let's throw a blanket I've, I've got Miller two spots out of AP Peterson have a miserable day. Yeah, like I was gonna. So they're all sits, right? Yeah. I'm not sitting Adrian Peterson. I'm not sure he's gonna have a miserable day. It may not be an efficient day. It may not be fun rushing for 2.9 yards per carry. But I think there's a good chance that uh, Washington wins this game, and he gets a bunch of carries and maybe falls in the end zone. He had 19 carries against Tampa Bay last week, and he didn't even get 70 yards. That offensive lines. It's really a huge problem. And you got JJ Watt, Damian Clowney. Yeah, you got to hope he falls into the end zone. Coming off a bye week, yeah. And it's it's basically the same thing for Lamar Miller. They're really two peas in a pod. Maybe AP is better because he should get more carries. But yeah. it's it's bad for both. The Texans allow 3.5 yards per carry to running backs. Five receiving touchdowns to running backs. They don't eh, – maybe Peterson, maybe, maybe, I don't know. All right, passing game stuff. So obviously Hopkins is a start. Are there any other wide receivers that you feel comfortable starting in this game? No. This is a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised you're starting Watson or Roethlisberger. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't. I don't buy the uh, Redskins' pass defense. I, I think it's. <clears throat> I think it's actually potentially bad. They just haven't I, really been tested. They scheme very well. Their pass rush is good. Josh Norman, I think, has been playing well recently. They do have a big weakness on the other side of the field. They've been moving. They've been moving Josh Norman around a little bit too. So I think there's going to be opportunity. Greg Stroman has been the other corner. And I, I wonder if Houston will go after him a little bit with probably Demarius Thomas. Uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll have to reevaluate it, I guess. I just, I don't think it is. Um, 
Rodgers scored 23 points. Brees scored 32. Newton scored 27. Prescott 21. And then Eli Manning and uh, Fitzpatrick threw for 316 and 406 yards against the Redskins. Matt Ryan lit them up, 36 fantasy points. I know the problem with Watson, he just doesn't throw the ball very much. That, that's and his issue. offensive line's not good. No, his offensive line's been playing better. Better, yes, but not good against this front. It's going to be tough. Okay. So, Demarius Thomas is sit? Yes. Okay. Yeah, try to sit. Josh Doxson or Maurice Harris if you're desperate? Doxson. Doxson, non-PPR, Harris, PPR. Yeah, I'd still go Harris. All right. Jordan Reed? Nope. Try not to. PPR is a little safer. Jared, He's my top 12. Jared Cook or Jordan Reed? Cook. Reed. Reed. Am I missing anything from this game? The, obviously the Texans DST is a must start. How about the Redskins? I'm starting on both. Uh, we like Texans better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're good there. We can compare players from this game to others in a little bit. We've got Carolina at Detroit. If you want to go to this game... This would not be the game I'd go to. But the SeatGeek app can take it in any game you want. And we can save you 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. So listen, maybe you're not looking for tickets right now. Maybe it's next month. Maybe there's uh, an event you want to get somebody a gift for, okay? I bought my wife U2 tickets on SeatGeek uh, as a, I think it was a Valentine's Day gift. Um, there was a great concert. SeatGeek's great. Okay, it'll it'll search for events for you if you're not sure what you want to do and you're just looking for some activity. SeatGeek will tell you what events are in your area, and then it'll search multiple ticket sites and bring in a whole bunch of tickets so you can see the best deals, the best tickets that fit your budget, all the great values. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, and you should make SeatGeek your go-to source for sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. I've got it on my phone. It is by far the easiest way that I have found to shop for tickets. All our listeners that use it have absolutely loved it. So download the SeatGeek app and use the code FFT. The code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. One more time. SeatGeek app, the code is FFT. That's a $20 discount on your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Carolina is at Detroit. Would you like to know a fun thing about what the Lions did yesterday? Yeah. Oh, playing in the snow? Yeah, their next four games are indoors. Yeah. <clears throat> so what they decide to do? They practice outside in snow. Yeah, he does bet higher. Bet I'm I'm fine. Hey, listen, today. Matt Patricia wore shorts during practice. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. I, His dimples were warm. But this is what he tried to do right from the jump, like instill toughness in this team by having these like really tough practices that nobody liked. It's what every coach does. No, it's not. Not every coach is the good ones that actually know how to read their team and read their players. Yeah, it's this. Does not look like a good marriage here. No. So Cam Newton is a top three quarterback. Detroit allows the second most yards per attempt in the NFL. Only Oakland allows more. Whatever. You're starting, you're starting Cam. He's very good. Start McCaffrey. Let's talk about the passing game and, and Funches and more. Do you have any interest in, in these guys? They're both flexes. Funches is a flex because he's playing against Detroit. Moore is a flex because he's playing against Detroit. But at least Moore can line up in the slot a little bit. That's where receivers have had great success against this Lions D. And I, I kind of think that this matchup is good for Moore. Part of me wants to put Moore ahead of Funches because he can line up everywhere and because he's really good at making plays after the catch. And the Lions just stink at playing football yeah both of these guys really are, are, are flexes they're not they're not top 25 options but i do like dj more 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 should be better but he's been losing playing time to samuel which has been frustrating uh doesn't sound like tory smith's gonna play and then for funches darius slay is gonna return so that's gonna be a little bit tougher hey sorry for the delay on this one but he's on today folks he's on he's his pun game is working would you start dj Moore or devin funches over demarius thomas yes yes both of them Yes. Yes. Let's just look at the last five games for the Lions. They have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown or both to nine wide receivers in their last five games. Devontae Adams, MVS, Amendola, Stills, David Moore, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, Allen uh, Robinson, and Anthony Miller. You know what this reminds me of? What? When Carolina played Tampa Bay. What happened? Very little? Uh, another receiver scored. I know. They're well, I'm sorry. So Samuel scored on a reverse. Yeah. Well, Greg they just, Olson they maybe. Just don't, has they just game. don't follow the script. It's true. It's true. Uh, I, I, it's like, Cam, I don't even know if matchups matter. If he wants to score a rushing touchdown, he's going to be great. <laughs> 
It just depends. Um, Greg Olson's top three in both formats. He's third in both formats. It, you know, I know he can be a little frustrating, but what are you going to do? Sit Greg Olson? No. Uh, Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott? Dak. Dak. Um, I'll go Stafford. It's a good matchup for Stafford. It's a good matchup for Stafford. (laughs) Okay. You say so. It is. Carolina's pass defense has been pretty terrible. So has Stafford. Stafford's just hasn't had that breakthrough game really this He's down two receivers. And he's down two receivers. He's been 20 or less in five straight. His offensive line is brutal. This is a good matchup for him. Carolina is on the road second week in a row. But I just don't have faith in him. And you don't have to go with him. You can go to the waiver wire and pick up Mariota or Eli or Dak and go with them. I would start him over like Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not actively trying to start Stafford. I've just, I'm not actively sitting him either. Is he in your top 12? No, he's 15. All right. But That's Dak true. and Mariota aren't in my top 12. But okay. Eli is. There's you, a lot of good quarterbacks. You'd start Eli over Stafford, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. start Dak over him, start the Mariota room too. Like, I know Stafford's matchup isn't quite as good as Dak's, but Stafford's been better this year than Dak has. Not recently. Yeah, not recently. Certainly not with, with Amari Cooper. Like, no, the, the addition of Amari Cooper and the absence of Marvin Jones tipped the scales a little bit, right? Of they, course. They do a little bit, yes. Uh, alright, so the running backs. I know nobody's gonna start LeGarrette Blunt. He's basically been phased out. He's still a pest at the goal line, perhaps. And Riddick is only relevant in, in PPR. But what about on Johnson? So here's the stat. Yards per carry without Thomas Davis. Running backs average 4.94 yards per carry against the Panthers without Davis. Uh, with him, they average 3.97 yards per carry. Uh, starter sit on Johnson. Start. start. Must start. Yeah, there's not a lot of debate about this one. All right. So would you start on Johnson or Tevin Coleman? Johnson. believe I have on ranked higher. I think I do too. Would you start on Johnson or same game, Kenny Galladay? I'll go on. I like the catches that he's had recently. I think they're going to need him to catch some checkdowns. Yeah, I think the Golden Tate injury, we knew it was going to help Theo Riddick, but I think it's actually, or Golden Tate trade has actually helped carry on too because Theo Riddick's lining up more in the slot. So they just don't have anything at receiver outside of Galladay if Marvin Jones doesn't play. And they, they like Michael Roberts at tight end. He's banged up. I think Luke Wilson was inactive last week. So they're going to lean on Levine Toilolo. He's They're scoring. gonna lean on Brandon Powell or TJ Jones. I don't, this, this is the, this is part of the case against Stafford, but it's for these running backs because I think that they can at least pile up some receptions. Okay. Uh, Tololo scoring. He's not really gonna score, but it's kinda just, they're, the Panthers are this year's Giants. They are just so, so bad against tight ends. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I said on Johnson or Kenny Galladay, and you, you said, uh, you said Johnson, but we really like Galladay. He's an absolute must-start receiver. Yep. So start him. This game is, uh, I think this game is done. Carolina DST is fifth for Dave and Jamie and twelfth for Heath and do not start the Detroit DST. Want to give a quick thought on why you guys like the Panthers DST, specifically Damey? Sacks uh, and turnovers. Yeah, Stafford's been sacked 16 times. His offensive line's a mess. 16 times in the last two games. Two games, yes, I'm sorry. If he was sacked 16 times over the course of the season, I'd say, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's not good for the Panthers DST, but in the last two games. But it's two games. Yeah. All right. Dallas is at Atlanta. Stat of the game. I put stat of the game number one. It doesn't look like I have uh number two. So I'm just going to go to the stat of the game. There have been – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, look. I know everybody's starting Zeke, but why I want to play him in DFS on FanDuel.com slash FFT. There have been five running backs with 15 or more carries against the Falcons. Five running backs with 15 or more carries. Zeke has had 15 or more in every game. All five of those running backs scored 18 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 20 or more fantasy points in PPR. In non-PPR, four of the five finished as top five running backs. In PPR, three of them finished first or third, first, first, or third. It's just he's going to destroy them. Uh, fun game, though. The Falcons have the 10th best scoring offense, 27 points per game. But at home, they average 33.6 points per game. The Cowboys have the third best scoring defense in the NFL. How do you guys see this one playing out? 
High scoring, lots of fun. Start players from this game. You don't think the Cowboys can limit the Falcons' offense? Um, nope. I don't think so. Yeah, me either. <laughs> nope. And you've seen this offense has changed with Amari Cooper coming to town. They're finding ways to get Zeke the ball through the air. They're leaning on Cooper. He's getting, I think he's averaging nine targets a game since he's been there. Uh, Dak's running more. He's playing better. Everything's just better now that they've found a semblance of a passing game. So Zeke is a must start and Cooper, is he a must start as well? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you're starting him. Cooper or Galladay? Galladay. I believe I have Cooper ranked higher. Uh, Galladay, but it's close. Okay, they're, they're, they're both high in number two wide receivers, let's say. Um, so Dak is 16th for everybody, 15th for Jamie. Uh, are there sleepers in this game? Like Michael Gallup, you know, six teams on by. Is there anyone on Dallas that we could reach for and, and hope for a big game? I don't have a sleeper on Dallas. If you want me to wait on sleepers for no. Atlanta, I'd be happy. Who, Sanu? Sanu. If he plays, you know, he's been limited in practice. He's not at 100%. And I like Ridley, too. I like Hooper better than Sanu. He's taking over that middle of the field role. I think you could call Jeff Swaim a sleeper for Dallas. Is he going to play? I don't know. He, played last he does. Week. He did play last week. I've not seen anything about him, but I don't, I don't get any Jeff Swaim alerts and those, his injury updates go into the radar sometimes. I didn't know he was going to play last week. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So it is what it is. Dak, uh, I believe will be better than 16th and I will not have to eat that crappy candy. Matt Ryan is fourth for everybody. Uh, unless that changed, but I think he's fourth for everybody. You should make, you should make it, make a, a second Matt Ryan bet. Is it gonna be better or worse than fourth? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Uh, I think he's gonna be worse. I think Breeze, Mahomes. No, I think he's gonna be fourth on the dot. Except I would put Goff ahead of him and not Cam. Uh, well, you don't like Cam Newton. You never have. Yeah, I hate Cam Newton. Well, whatever. I, Tevin Coleman. Start or sit Tevin Coleman. Start. I like him. I like him, and that's part of the reason why I'm not a Hooper fan this week. Hooper's best games tend to come when the Falcons' run game can't get going. And I think you'll see the Falcons' run game do very well. So how come you only have him, like, 17th? Because I like a lot of other running backs better. There are 16 running backs that I like better, so I put him right right after those guys. To say a guy's going to have a big game, it usually translates to higher than 17th when six teams are on by, you know? I think Coleman will be fine. I think Cooper will be fine. I think Ryan's going to do whatever he wants to. Ito Smith? Meh. He'll play some football. He's a flex. Hope he scores. All right. flex. Rank the flexes. Calvin Ridley, Ito Smith, Muhammad Sanu. Ridley, uh, Sanu, Ito. Yeah, but I don't like Ridley this week. Ridley, Ito, Smith. Why don't you like Ridley? Uh He's touchdown dependent, and the Cowboys won't allow six touchdowns to receivers on the season. They allow the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. You look at who they faced. Beckham and Jeffrey were very disappointing. Dallas hasn't faced that many good receivers. Uh, some that, that they faced that did well. Tyler Lockett, Golden Tate, Hopkins, Kiki QT, Kenny Galladay had 74 yards. Mm. But yep, and they've struggled with tight ends recently. Three touchdowns to tight ends the last two weeks. They're also on the road second straight week after playing on Sunday night. I think they'll be overmatched defensively. So I'll take the chance on Ridley. And then Hooper, you know, Jamie has him fourth. Heath has him seventh in non-PPR, fourth in PPR. Dave, you are sitting Hooper. You have him right just 13. outside the top 12. Yeah. Can't can't pull the trigger on him this week. I'm very worried about him. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been up and down. When he's been when he's been up, he's been very up. And when he's been down, he's, he's been, been seven PPR. So that's not good. For a tight end, it's good. All right, but... Yeah, but I don't want to start a guy... Hoping that he gets me seven PPR points. No, Obviously, you want that floor. upside. That sure, is probably the floor. floor. Um, he has been up and down. So good tight ends against Dallas. Greg Olson had 33 yards. Evan Ingram, 67 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Griffin happened to have a nice game, six for 65. Jordan we Reed just, had a bad game. You started this by prefacing good <laughs> tight ends against <laughs> Dallas. So <laughs> good tight ends against Dallas or tight ends who did well. This tight is, ends who breathe. Really what happened. John U. Smith caught a touchdown. Zach Ertz had a massive game. I know, they're not all good tight ends, but I had to include the ones who actually produced. <laughs> like Ryan Griffin and Johnny Smith. Uh, if he doesn't, will you eat a bad candy bar? No. Let's do some Sanu comparisons. Why not? We're all making bets here this week. Let's do it. No. 
Why, why won't you join in the fun? I will when I want to. All right. I don't want to make a Hooper bet. Jamie's oh. anti-fun. Uh, let's do some – I said Sanu. Let's do some Ridley comparisons. Would you do Ridley or Lamar Miller? Ridley. Uh, Ridley by default. Yes. Ridley or Theo Riddick, PPR? Uh, Riddick. Ridley. Riddick, although, Riddick has that safe floor of 11-12. We skipped over Theo Riddick, and I wanted to make a point. Uh, DFS this week is very, very difficult. The pricing makes the high-priced guys far more appealing than the cheaper guys. And I think Riddick is a really good floor flex so that you can play more studs. Tampa Bay is at the Giants. I have seven stats of the game for Tampa Bay at the Giants. Could That's be, it? Could I can't believe that. it that you focused on a Giants game. <laughs> a lot of interesting stats here. Uh, all right, stat of the game number one. The Giants have allowed six receiving touchdowns to wide receivers, five to running backs. Stat of the game number two. The Giants are 18th in passing yards per game allowed, but third best in touchdowns allowed, even though they have the second fewest stacks in the NFL. They give up yards. They don't give up touchdowns in the air. Stat of the game number three. The Giants have allowed a touchdown to a running back in every single game this season. Giants have allowed a touchdown to a running back in every game this season. Stat of the game number four. Eli Manning has not scored more than 16 fantasy points in any home game. But the Bucks allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Stat of the game number five. There have been six wide receivers that have had six to nine targets against Tampa Bay. Four of those six caught at least one touchdown. Did you make a perverted joke there and I talked over it? That would I don't hope. think it's perverted. What do you mean? I said nice. Uh, it's a good stat. Stat of the game number six. Tampa Bay has faced six good tight ends, not including Jordan Reed, and all six of them have scored 15 or more fantasy points in PPR. Question. Uh, yes, they're all good. Ryan Griffin or Johnny Smith in All that group? six had 76 yards or a touchdown. And stat of the game number seven. Saquon Barkley had a season-high 20 carries last week coming out of their bye. Uh, I'll and his worst game of the year. I'll tell you why that's relevant in a little bit. Which quarterback do you like better, Fitzpatrick or Eli? Eli. Eli. Starter said Fitzpatrick. You can start him. Start him if you must. Avoid him if you can. All right. Fitz or Dak? I've got Dak higher. Fitz. Dak. All right. We really don't like if, Fitzpatrick. If I was a 1,000% sure that he wouldn't get benched for turnovers, I would start him. I mean, he threw 400. I think, I, I think he'd be my DFS quarterback all the way. I've eliminated almost all of my Ryan Fitzpatrick shares. I made a trade yesterday to get the last one off of my team. Okay. All right. So, what did you uh, – it's, it's a 10-team league. My team is very good. So I traded O.J. Howard and Marlon Mack to get Andrew Luck to the owner who had Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So uh, – Patrick was my only quarterback. How about Peyton Barber, guys? So he's had, in my opinion, a pretty tough schedule. He's had three good matchups and played – Pretty well in two of them. And now the Giants have just been dreadful since, uh, James, uh, Snacks Harrison was traded. Uh, two games they've given up well over 100 yards and a touchdown. So, um, any interest in Peyton Barber? I'm like, I know you don't like Lamar Miller and Adrian Peterson. Would you go with Barber over them? I would. I would not. But uh, he's a, he's a flex for me. He's a flex. I, he's had one game in his, since, September with more than 13 carries. He doesn't catch the ball. He typically does not have a good rushing average. He typically does not break long runs. Let me tell you, like Dave, the last plus yard runs, two running backs that have had exactly 11 carries against the Giants. Corey Clement had 11 for 43 and a touchdown, plus 3 for 26 receiving. And Tevin Coleman had 11 for 50 and a touchdown, and 2 for 32 receiving. Those guys are kind of fast, though. <laughs> Barber is Barber isn't fast. He's powerful, but he's not. He he doesn't have a good. He's not gonna gear. do a lot in the terms of yards or receptions, but he scores this week. Well, if he does that, then you should start him. Well, the Giants have a lot of touchdown to a running back in every game this season. That was could go to Jacquez <laughs> Rogers. That was that of the game number fifteen. Yeah, Jacquez Rogers had eight catches for one hundred two yards last week. Do you even do you look at him in PPR? He's had four catches, at least four catches, two of his last three, but. There, and this impacts Barber too. Ronald Jones has been practicing, so he could return. And if he does return, that's going to hurt Jacquez Rogers and potentially Peyton Barber a little bit. I knew there was big injury news somewhere. What do you think about the Tampa Bay wide receivers this week? I think he's still starting Evans, but the other two guys are probably flexes at best. It's really strange. The other two guys being Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys, because Godwin you know, might not play. Yeah, I mean, if Godwin plays, I think he's the number three receiver. He's been very good with Fitzpatrick. 
He has been. Jamie pointed that out on Tuesday. PPR fantasy points for Godwin in five games that Fitzpatrick started and finished. 13, 16, 16, 6, and 17. He's had a touchdown or 100 yards in four of those five games. Giants have been good against wide receivers. I just don't really buy it. I think they've just been lucky with touchdowns. Um, I, th- I think they suck. But they have they have the second few with sacks in the NFL, you know. O.J. Howard is a must-start, as always. Uh, I know he's coming off a bad game. And the, the Giants have allowed only one touchdown to a tight end, but I just don't see how you're sitting him. In fact, three of the last four tight ends, or good tight ends, to face the Giants, Ertz, Hooper, Reed, and Kittle, had seven or more catches. Eli Manning. He threw the highest on him. You got him ninth. Uh, I Dave, love Eli Manning. Dave 15th. Future Hall of Fame quarterback, he Eli is. Manning. <laughs> 21 fantasy points or more in three of his last five games. Tampa Bay gives up at least 24 fantasy points to all quarterbacks not named Nick Foles or Alex Smith. He's going to score somewhere in that 21 to 24 point range. You may even go a little bit higher. Tampa Bay is awful. Start Barkley, start Beckham. And then Shepard, you know, he had three targets last week. And the reason I gave that stat about Barkley getting a season-high 20 carries last week is that the Giants seem to have come out of their bye wanting to run the football. Um, and that's bad for Shepard. He did catch a touchdown, and that's potentially bad for Evan Ingram, who's usually not relevant, but the Bucks give up the second most points to tight ends. So what's your, what's your take on Shepard and Ingram? I think it has to depend on if you think that the Giants are going to stop Tampa Bay. Because there is a situation where they pick Fitzpatrick off a couple times and build a lead, and then it's bad for Shepard and Ingram. But as long as you think Tampa Bay is going to score, I think Shepard and Ingram will both be fine. I thought that was going to happen last week against Washington, and it didn't happen. San Francisco. No, Tampa Bay played Washington. Oh, I thought you meant the Giants. Sorry. Sure. I don't uh, th- I don't think uh, the Giants' defense is as good as Washington's. No, but I don't think I don't think they're as bad as Adam makes about to be. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. Against the pass, they're not that bad. But they don't, they do not get any pass rush. So it's hard to, it's hard to survive that way. Like I said, 18th most yards and like the fifth fewest touchdowns allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but hard then, to survive that way. Even if they don't have a great pass rush, they're going to drop guys back and dare Fitzpatrick to complete passes, which he I, doesn't always do. No, well. I do think a lot of his turnovers have come under pressure though. So if he's not under pressure, he's got guys that can get open. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, we're, 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 let's focus on uh, Shepard and Ingram. You know, would you start Shepard over? I hope I didn't ask this one already, but like Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I would start yes, Shepard over Thomas for sure. I really like the matchup for Shepard in the slot. Shepard or Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz. Fitz. I'll go Shepard. Peyton Barber or Shepard. 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 Both formats. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who are some tight ends you would start Evan Ingram over, other than Jimmy Graham? Jared Cook, Jordan Reed, uh, Kyle Rudolph. I'll agree with Kyle Rudolph. Ricky Seals-Jones, Jeff Hireman. I like Ingram this week. I think he's going to play well because the Tampa Bay Bucks stink. They sure do. No, I'll start. Your question was who would I start over Ingram or who would I start Ingram over? Ingram over. Yeah, I like Seals-Jones and Hireman better. Oh, you do? I agree with most of the names Jamie said. All right. Giants DST is 11th for Dave and Jamie, 13th for Heath. Uh, if, if you're desperate. You know, they suck. Philadelphia's at New Orleans. Stat of the game. The Eagles have allowed six or more catches to a running back in four straight games. I already told you that earlier in the show. Uh, I'll make this game simple. Wentz is top six. Breeze is even higher than that. Um, Michael Thomas must start. Alvin Kamara must start. Is Alshon Jeffrey a must start? I think so. I think you could be in a position where you don't start him, but I do think he is a fine start. Yep, number two receiver for sure. I I think this is your bonanza. I know you already I, picked yeah, it. I already you went did it. Obvious, but this is going to be. Yeah, lots. Of- well, I guess it comes down to Mark Ingram, who is always going to be a starter sit decision, and then it's going to be Adams. Are we starting any Eagles running backs? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about Traquan Smith? Definitely worth taking a shot on him. He's a great daily play, and I think he scores this week. Philadelphia's secondary is, I believe, starting three backups at corner. Is Cindy Jones going to play? 
I think Sidney Jones will play. He was their slot corner to begin the year. That's yeah. as close to a starter as they're going to have. Um, otherwise it's undrafted rookie Avante Maddox. And then I don't need Rasul Douglas would be the other one. This is a, this is a good week to go with Michael Thomas in daily fantasy. Why are you confident hey, yeah. in Mark Ingram? Huh? Why are you confident in Ingram? High scoring game. I think he's going to be involved. I know that happened against the Rams and he wasn't involved, but uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to go away from him after what he started to show them last week. Plus he's so good in the screen game. He is by what he's like 12 catches in five games. I think he has 11, Mm -hmm. 11 catches in five games. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. He'll, he'll do well there and I think he'll get a lot of carries too. I hope he does well. They need to get him involved in the passing game. This is a really good opportunity, but it's a great run defense that I think is getting Timmy Jernigan back. Uh, I guess I'm just always a little nervous about him, and you guys never are. That's fine. We will start Mark Ingram over Tevin Coleman, over All right, how about this? If Gio Bernard, if, if Mixon's out, would you start Gio or Ingram? Ingram. Ooh, I'll probably have Gio higher. I'll go Geo in PPR, Ingram in non-PPR. Traquan Smith and some of the – how about like Traquan Smith or Chris Godwin if he plays? Godwin. Godwin. I do like Traquan more in non-PPR than PPR. I'll take Traquan regardless. Traquan Smith or Allen Robinson? I'll Ro- take Traquan. Robinson. Pretty confident in Traquan Smith. Did I have a target last week? Yep, but he's played two home games and he's got three touchdowns in those two home games, which is what I thought he would be successful along. But even in that that second home game, he had what, like 13 yards and a touchdown? Something, 23 yards and a touchdown. He scored. He did score. And this is a good matchup. The Eagles allow the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, Ben, Zach Ertz actually has on paper a tough matchup. We'll see how he does. He's a must start. He's the best. Ben Watson or Evan Ingram, guys? Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, I think I have Ingram one spot higher. Alright, yeah, Watson is, you, you need him to score, cause the Eagles allow the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I yeah. would start Watson over Rudolph. And Jimmy Graham. And Jerry Cook. Jimmy Graham for sure. Oakland at Arizona, stat of the game! The Bola tie is the official state neckwear of Arizona. Heath, have you, I feel like you may have worn a Bola tie, you're the only one. Uh, maybe Dave. I don't. Think I've ever worn a bullet tie, but why don't the Arizona Cardinals trade for Philip Rivers? Like he is the official quarterback of the bullet tie. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good idea. I've uh, never worn a bullet tie. Yeah, I'm either. I would like to though. Maybe I'll do that. I'll dress up as Grandpa Simpson for Halloween next year. Great holiday. Are you starting any Raiders? <laughs> um, we talked about the running backs. Richard's better in PPR, Martin in non-PPR, and they're both low-end number two high-end flex options in those formats. And I'm starting Jared Cook. I agree with everything he said, but the last one. I'm not sure if I ask um, this. But sorry. Uh, there's a little news on Jimmy Graham. What is uh, it? I'm not, uh, that works as it could be a very serious injury. Yeah, I, it's, like, it's uh, not going to be good. They didn't say what it was, but it could be very serious. All right. it's, thumb. it's a thumb. Well, I know it's his thumb. I'm just like, it must be a ligament. It fell off. messed up. Yeah. He Thumbs a, down. The thumb war, and he lost. Um, would you rather start Doug Martin or Peyton, Peyton Barber? Martin. Martin. I think I have Martin higher. Any Oakland passing Martin, game? Martin, give Martin credit. He's played well. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he just doesn't get a lot of work. I have Barber higher. That, well, that's the thing about these two teams. They... They see a lot of rush attempts. The the Cardinals see the most rush attempts in the NFL. Like, like it, that doesn't make sense the way I said it. Teams run on the Cardinals. More, it, it makes well, sense. But, it makes but, sense. That, made that sense. makes sense because the Cardinals are always behind. This is not a game where we expect them to be behind. It's it true. I don't know who's going to. I mean, I assume the Cardinals are going to win. You guys have their DST as like a top two DST. Yeah, I'm thinking they win. I think they control the clock. I think the Raiders make a lot of really dumb choices. That's a safe bet. And Doug Martin's not going to get enough work. I mean, Martin's had at least 15 touches in two of three games since Lynch went down. That's basically Aaron Jones' workload. And John Gruden is just going to sit over there doing what Aaron Jones does. No, but he's he's getting work. Man, I need an old receiver like that guy. Uh, David Johnson is going to have a huge game. Start him. And then, I think we said it earlier, Fitzgerald's a, a good start. Kirk is a flex. 
He's a flex. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck flexing him. So we've talked about Traquan Smith. We've talked about, like, Chris Godwin. Um, how does Christian Kirk compare to them? I think he's a low-end flex. I think I have him ranked ahead of both of them. I do. Okay. Yeah, Dave, I mean, low-end flex, but how does he compare to Traquan Smith? And- <laughs> no, I'd rather start the other guys. I would start Smith over him for sure. Okay. Christian Kirk or Doug Martin or Peyton Barber? The running backs. PPR, Kirk gets the nod. Cool. Okay. Non-PPR, Barber, Martin, Kirk. And Ricky Seals-Jones is not high for Heath, but he's top 12. Ricky Seals-Jones for Dave and Jamie. Um, yeah, I like the involvement last week. That's nice. Playing the Raiders is nice. They're not good against covering tight ends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I would take a chance on him. There's a lot of tight ends that we're going to have to take a chance on. And I'll just take a chance on him because he's playing Oakland. Does anybody know off the top of their head the pricing or like relative to other DSTs of the Cardinals DST on FanDuel? They are $4,000 on FanDuel. That is right in the towards the upper echelon. The Texans are forty seven hundred. The Chargers are forty six. The Ravens are forty two. And then there's a lot, several teams, three teams at four thousand: Carolina, the Colts, and the Cardinals. So they're way down there. They're not even like top three. They're, they're fourth. Fourth. Okay. Well, tied for fourth with three other teams. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're they're, they're going to be draft. popular. They're going to be popular for sure. And we'll tell you about our FanDuel lineups on our mailbag show, so please check that out. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up and compete against us, and we will take your money. Dave, Heath, Jamie, thank you guys. Much appreciated. Gotta go back. I'm Adam Azer. And... Uh, na, 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 na. Na.